Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing really well out there. My name is Rohan. I am the pastor of Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. It's great to be with you again. I've just got some stuff on my heart that I believe the Lord has just placed there over the last few weeks. And yeah, I just want to deliver this word to you. And really it's just flowing on from uh, what we've been hearing over the last number of weeks. Uh, Pastor Kevin, a number of weeks ago, was talking about uh, being a good Samaritan and helping those in front of you and not overthinking things, but just reaching, reaching people, reaching the person that God's put in front of you. Uh, Pastor Andy Elms, I uh, spoke a few weeks um, ago as well, and he was talking about co-laboring with God, being on co-mission with God and being missionaries to wherever we live, the towns, the cities, wherever we're from. And Pastor Clive last week was talking about lots of different things, but dealing with relationship issues and talking about the covenant that we have with one another and just reaching out to people, f- picking up the phone, phoning people, messaging people, staying connected, staying in contact with one another. And what I believe that God's given me today to bring is just something that I believe is going to help us to to reach the world that we find ourselves in, reach the people that are around us. And um, I'm just going to address one of the what, what I feel, what I've experienced myself personally as one of the major hindrances of being able to reach our worlds around us and to reach the people around us, to witness to others, to help others, and to just bring people into kind of a a, a relationship with God. So jumping straight into this, um, just in my prayer time and prepping for for this message, I did feel that the Lord just said to me, one of the hindrances that we, we have as believers is that we can sometimes box our relationship with God. We can box, we can box our lives into, into, into different boxes. We can put our lives, sections of our lives into different boxes. And we can tend to kind of say to ourselves, well, this is my non-spiritual life and this is my spiritual life. So when we find ourselves um, on a Sunday morning participating in church, like we just were there, um, or serving God in some sort of way or in our quiet times or in a prayer meeting, or doing something spiritual, like worshiping at home or something like that, we can see that as, well, this is the spiritual me and that's in this section of my life and that's in this box. And then when we're maybe at work or we're out doing something shopping or with our kids or just doing something, watching TV, relaxing, whatever, we can see that as being, well, that's in this other box in my life, which is a kind of non-spiritual part of me. And we can, here's a big word, compartmentalize our lives and and we can section ourselves off into kind of different, into different boxes and we can have that mindset and that mindset can be a hindrance to us, I believe. We can, we can just become a little bit kind of uh, just, uh, I'd say, kind of just separated in our, in our thinking and our, in our living and our day-to-day lives. So God obviously doesn't want us to be like that. He doesn't see us like that. He just sees us as one whole person and he doesn't want us to be divided in the way we, we live our lives either. A good example of this, this is going to be a personal example, is a number of weeks ago um, I did a video that some of you uh, would have seen, which is the weekly update. And um, 
with our weekly update videos, we're not doing them weekly anymore in our congregations. We're kind of, we're, we're doing a monthly one that you will see weekly from different congregation leaders. And for this video, I went out, I felt God, I, I said, okay, God, what do, you, what do you want me to do for this video? And I felt God say, go to a park in Crawley and just, uh, I'll lead you to someone. There'll be someone there that really needs to hear from me. And you just go and share witness to them, share the good news, share about me, pray for them. So I got my camera, got myself together, you know, kind of got prayed up and went out to this park in Crawley and I walked around the park and I spoke to actually four people and I was looking for, I felt God was kind of leading me to one person in particular, but I ended up speaking to four people trying to work out which one was the one I needed to speak to. So um, I, just had, I had some great conversations and, and that kind of stuff, I, f I think when I've, when I know that I felt that God's led me to do something like that, I don't feel like it's, it's, a, it's that difficult to do. And I know for some other people, it could be very challenging going up to complete strangers and just beginning to talk to them about Jesus or to witness to them. But, you know, I, I got myself prepared and I could do that. Um, and that was kind of me being in my spiritual box, doing my spiritual thing, my, my Christian thing for God, serving God. And I just got out there and did that. And, um, a confession I kind of made and to, on the hub online after church to my congregation in Crawley a few weeks ago, this was before lockdown, I was at, my, my children have just started going to football on a Saturday morning. They do this football training thing with Crawley Town on a Saturday morning. And I was, I was there with my kids. And as I was stood there, I, there, was, there was lots of mums and dads around and I was stood next to a particular dad. And as I was there, I kind of was just minding my own business, just watching my kids play football. And um, I kind of just had this kind of feeling that, do you know what, I should start to maybe make some, build relationships with these, these mums and dads, because I might be seeing them, who knows, for the next few years, going through these, this, this football stuff. And for some reason, I just couldn't pluck up the courage to speak to this dad. And I was like, I really should speak to him, you know, I really should just, He's right here. We could talk about the football. We could talk about our kids. And I just kind of feel like I should speak to him. But to cut a long story short, I didn't end up speaking to him. And I kind of came away from that, kicking myself, thinking this would have been a great opportunity to just build a relationship up with him. And who knows where it may go in the future. I can talk to him about my life and, you know, you know what I believe in, where, uh, what God's done for me and begin to witness to him. And for some reason, I didn't do that. And I came away from that and I thought to myself, why didn't I do that? And I was praying about it. And the conclusion I came to was that when I was there on a Sunday, uh, Saturday morning watching my kid play football, I wasn't in my Christian, I wasn't with my Christian or spiritual hat on. I was just there to watch football and I wasn't thinking about talking to people or anything else. I was just kind of there, possibly getting wet and cold and just wanting to get through this hour and get back home. But, um, I, I wasn't in my Christian kind of box. I know that sounds bad, but I think this is an issue that a lot of us have. And this isn't me all the time, but sometimes it can be like that. And I, if, when, when we do that, you know, sometimes we might be in a supermarket or we might be at work on a Sunday, on a Monday morning, or we might be at the school gate or just walking around or with family members we can sometimes think to ourselves, well, when I'm doing those kind of things, I'm not in my Christian spiritual mode. 
So I'm not really, I haven't got people on my radar to talk to them or to witness them, to talk to them about anything to do with God. And, but actually when I'm doing something more spiritual, then I'm in my Christian mode and then I'm, I'm ready to witness and share and pray and do whatever. And I think this is one of the things that we struggle with. Um, another example, so back a number of years ago when Anna and I were leading the young people, uh, we, we used to lead the youth work in Crawley. Uh, one of the challenges a lot of our young people had was that they had their kind of Christian life and their Christian friends and the things that they did in their Christian kind of lives. And then they had their school life and their school friends and the things they did at school. And they, ha they found it very challenging and I'm, I'm not being condemning towards them because I know it's very challenging to live these two lives. And you would have some young people that are amazing in worship and amazing in and flowing in the gifts of the spirit and giving each other words and prophesying and just flowing with God. And, and then on a Monday morning when they went to school, they, they became a completely different person. And we'd sometimes hear about the things they got up to with, in, during that week at school. And we'd be like, wow, is that the same person that was just um, doing amazing things with God on a Sunday or in their midweek group? But then during the week, they were a completely different person. And I think that can be sometimes what we can do. We can kind of just go in and out of these different boxes and become different people. And what we had to do with our young people was we had to, we tried our best to really just explain to them who they were in Christ, to give them their identity in Christ, to help them to understand who they were so that they just live as one complete person rather than jumping in and out of these different people. And, you know, we, it, it, it takes time, but we have to renew our minds with the word of God to be able to do that. And um, I want to just kind of just go into that this morning to help us to not, to not fall into that kind of trap. So Galatians 3.3 says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So we are, we belong to God and we are God's and we belong to Jesus and we are one complete person in the Lord. We're born again, spirit filled and we are a whole person. So we don't divide up our lives and we don't change our lives depending on what scenarios we're in. And now I know we can be in different contexts. So obviously you're not gonna to go to work on a Sunday morning singing in tongues and, and getting on your soapbox and preaching at people. And there's obviously wisdom to use, wisdom we get from God to know how to address different situations and how to share our faith or help people in different ways and different, in different contexts. But we'd wanna make sure we're not completely hiding our spiritual life, our, who God has created us to be. We wanna be that same person wherever we are, whatever we're doing. So, I mean, part of, just another bit to add to this, part of this can actually be um, religion and religion in, in the negative way, which is that we can be double-minded or have a divided heart. So religion would say, you know, this is, this is me, this is, the, this is who I want everyone to see me as um, when I'm out and about or whatever. And actually what, what's going on in the heart is what God's looking at. So he's not looking for a, just a performance or for you to just 
be someone that you're not really. He wants you to be genuine. He wants you to be the person he's made you to be. He wants you to, to live out of what he's done for you. And Jesus often rebuked the religious leaders, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. Back in the day, he would rebuke them for their hypocrisy because they would, be, they would live these double lives. But we know that when God deals with our hearts and deals with what's inside of us and, and gets us renewing our mind and living the truth, that our behaviour, who we are, will follow that. So how does this affect our witness? I mean, it's, that's a pretty obvious question, probably, the, an obvious answer to that question is that actually if we're jumping in and out of these boxes all the time, then our witness to the world is going to be a little bit confusing, isn't it? It's going to, uh, we, we're going to be a little bit confused, a bit scattered in who we are, even, even in ourselves and who people see us as. There's going to be a bit of a kind of um, a muddling up there, a mixture. So what's the answer to all of this? So first of all, God wants us to live single-minded, single-hearted all the time, genuinely one whole person. And he wants us to live out of the word of God, out of who we are, out of the truth of who he's created us to be. And I'm gonna just remind us of some of the truths that are in the word of God about who we are, who, who our identity is or who we are, what is our own identity in in Christ Jesus. So I'm just going to start off with a a few scriptures and and what I'm going to do with these scriptures, I'm going to read through them. And if if you receive the weekly email, um, I'll put them on this weekly email and I'll put all the scripture references on there for you. But these are some great declarations to make over your life. And we often say, make these declarations over your life, you know, go over the word of God, speak it over yourself, pray it over yourself, soak in it, believe it, and then you'll begin to live out of it because it is the truth of who you are and what Jesus has done for you. So here we go. So we have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. So we were jointly crucified with him when we gave our lives to God. He, he crucified our, our own, our, our lives on the cross. We gave our lives to him fully and now we live in him. So we crucified our flesh with all its passions and desires. We make no room for our flesh. We put to death the deeds of our sinful nature. We count our lives as dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We put no confidence in our flesh and we no longer lives, live as slaves to sin. So there's just a few there that that's the reality of who we are. That's the reality of what Jesus has done for us on the cross and who we are now. And the more we confess and we speak these truths over ourselves, the more we will begin to live them out. We'll begin to, our behaviour will change. Our minds will be renewed and we'll begin to, to walk these things out. Here's some more. So we're born of God. We are one in spirit with God. We are the children of God. We are a new creation. We're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ Jesus. We are are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. We're clothed with Christ. We are loved by God. We have the kingdom of God living inside of us. God is our father. Jesus Christ has become for us our wisdom, our righteousness, our holiness and our redemption. 
We have a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. We are more than conquerors. We're overcomers. We're triumphant. We're victorious. The same spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. He is our life, our joy, our peace, our healing, our provision, our fulfillment and many more things. The list goes on. I mean, that's not an exhaustive list. But it's good to speak these truths over ourselves so that we, rec- we start to walk in our identity in Christ. So we want to start our day from this point. And that's why we, we, we strongly advise people to, in the morning, have a time with God. Have some, spend some time with God, getting into the word, do the soap, what, we've, um, what we do, you know, scripture, observation, application and prayer. Get into the word, get it part of you, get into some worship before your day begins. And I know that can, that's not always easy for everyone, um, depending on whether you work shift works or have young children. But most people, you can spend some time before you go into your day and just get the right perspective on who you are in Christ and begin to walk in that. So you're not leaving your spiritual self at home. So you might have a quiet time and then you just leave your spiritual you at home. Then you go into work and you're like, right, this is my this is this is my work mode now. I'm, I've got my work cap on and we don't do any of that spiritual stuff here. I don't talk about God here or I don't witness to people here. You know, we don't do that. We just we need to just get rid of all of that kind of box thinking and and, and that kind of box living and understand that God doesn't want us to box our lives and put our faith in a box and leave it there and and section ourselves off. So we want to smash any sort of box thinking, box living today. Amen. And those things that I read out, that's that's our identity all of the time. So just to add to one of the truths of our identity, we are an ambassadors of Christ. And I love that word. We're sent on a mission to wherever we are every day of our lives, all of the time. I love what um, Andy Elm said about putting that sign, that sticker on your door saying, I'm going, you know, so when you go out your, your door, you, I'm out on mission into my town. I'm going into my mission field because that's how we're called to live. And actually this, this scripture here that talks about us being ambassadors of Christ, which I'm going to read right now, gives us uh, the gospel in here. The gospel is just actually put very in a great little way in here. And actually it gives us our commission as well in here that we're called to be ambassadors of Christ. People that reconcile the world to God. So this is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 to 21. It says, therefore, if anyone is, is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, Be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I love that little, just that few verses of scripture there because that shows us our commission. This is who we're called to be on a daily basis. 
We're called to be ambassadors of God's kingdom. We're called to release heaven on earth. We're called to bring the glory of God to wherever we go and to the people we're speaking to. We're called to be ministers of his gospel, ministers of his good news, ministers of his power, his love, his joy, his peace. You know, we're, we're called to bring the power of God into wherever we are, in whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in. Whether You might just be at home with your children. You're called to be an ambassador to your children at home. You might be out in the workplace. You might be out wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You're called to be an ambassador, bringing God's presence into wherever you are. And I like the gospel just put in a very short way there that Jesus became sin. He who had no sin, so Jesus lived the perfect life. Maybe you're out there this morning, you don't actually know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. He wants you to know that he lived a perfect life on earth and became a perfect holy sacrifice for our sins. So he had no sin, but he became your sin and my sin. And he took that to the cross to cancel it out so that we could have a relationship with God so that we could become the righteousness of God. So if you ask God to be your Lord and Saviour and ask him to forgive you of your sins and you grab a hold of the sacrifice that he made for you on the cross, he becomes sin for you, he wipes you clean and gives you an opportunity to start again a, a brand new life. It's called being born again. And then you become right standing with God the Father. You become righteous, you become holy, clean, acceptable to him and you can have a relationship with God. And he does, like it said at the beginning of that bit of scripture, he gives you become a new creation, a new person. Old has gone, the new has come. But for us believers today, that's the truth of who we are. The old has gone and the new has come and we're called to be ambassadors. And I love it, I love what it says there in verse 20. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And Paul writes here, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That should be our heart. Whenever we go out, whatever we're doing, we should just have this kind of awareness that actually the cry of God, the cry of the Spirit of God in our hearts is God saying, be reconciled. He's speaking to the world, be reconciled to God. That should be on our hearts always and on our mind always. So that little conversation that I should have had with that um, dad at the football match, which I can pick up on when we come back out of lockdown, whenever that will be, um, is a, a simple conversation with him. Just, just small talk, but there's a purpose to that. That will that builds a bridge so that one day I can witness to him, one day I can talk to him. And that should be our heart, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, let's build bridges with people, let's build relationships with people so that we can release the love of God, release the good news about who Jesus is and what he's done, and what he can do for them. Amen. So we're ministers of reconciliation. We're on a mission all the time. There's no kind of box time where we're not on a mission anymore. We're always on a mission with God. We have, a co we have the great commission that Jesus has given us. So once we're living out of our identity in Christ, and we know our mission, which I've just told you from that scripture, um, we need to do something with it. And faith, our faith in God always has an action and God always wants us to be doing something with what we've got. 
You know, he wants us to be using what we have, what he's put in our hand, what he's placed inside of us. We want to be vocal. We want to be sharing. We want to be having some sort of output of, of the things that God's placed in us. You know, we're not meant to be hiding our light, hiding the faith we have, hiding what we've got. God wants us to be that light to the world. He wants us to be shining out and just releasing him wherever we go. So God created us to be fruitful. So that's a promise for you today. It's something for you to just take to, to heart today. You are created to be fruitful. You are created to use what God has given you. You're created to bear fruit. He has given, he's got a purpose for your life. You're alive to affect the lives of other people around you, to share, to share what God has done for you. You know, if you don't do anything else, just give testimony of the things that you've seen God do in your life the answers to prayer, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the things that he's done in your life, or the, you know, just how he's changed you, what he's done inside of you. Share that, give testimony of that to people. That's the best way to actually kind of witness to people. And I remember one of the guys I spoke to in that park, um, I just was able to share my testimony. I gave him, you know, just a, a short version of what God had done in my life and the thing, some of the things I've seen him done, do for me. And I said to him, you know, what he's, he's done for me, he can do for you. God is like that, he will do it for other people. So we're created for action, we're created to be fruitful and we're created to use what we have. So John 15, eight says this, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So we're called to be disciples of Jesus. We're called to follow him, to learn from him and to, to, to have him work and come out of us, to use us. And it's to his glory that we bear fruit. So the fruit that we bear in our lives, the things that we do for him, the things that he, that he calls us to do and the people's lives that we affect, it's all glory to him. He wants us to be fruitful. And that brings me to a next chunk of scripture that should come up on your screen. This is from James 2, verse 14 to 24. It says this, and I'm, I'll break this down after. I'll just read this, this big chunk. It says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, which can be works or actions, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person who is considered righteous by what they do, uh, sorry, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. So we're called to act, we're called to do something with the faith that we have. 
and that can be something pr very practical, very you know, physical, helping someone. And you know, there is opportunities to be involved in things where we can, we can help people in our community. You know, over, I know we're in another lockdown and it's kind of, you know, just, it's, it's stopped us from, from being so active, but we can still phone people, message people. We can check on our neighbors and see how they're doing or friends or family members. And if we need to take things to them or help them, we can do that. And it's, it's being aware of who's around us, who's around us in our community that we can help practically, physically, and also who can we be a good witness to, to help them. Because ultimately, yes, there's lots of practical things we can do for people and that is great and we need to do that. But ultimately, the greatest help for any human being is for them to have a relationship with God, for them to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour and for him to come into their life so that he gives them that hope, he gives them that joy, that peace, that love, that they, ha they live for a reason, that they, they live a fulfilled and whole and abundant and fruitful life themselves. So we wanna be making sure that we're not just being believers that have faith and that's boxed over here, but we don't do anything with it. We wanna be active in how we're working and living out what God has done for us. Here's another scripture, uh, John 15, four and five. It says, it says this, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I'm not asking you this morning to just start doing stuff, but I'm asking you to allow God to work in you and work through you. He says, if you abide in me, if you remain in me, I will bear the fruit through you. So that's why you need to have that relationship with God, that living, active time with God where you're listening to him. He's downloading stuff to you. He's, and you're, you're responding to him. You're in a place of worship. You're in a place of love. You're in a place of intimacy with him and you go into your day like that. And as you do that, I believe God will work through you. He makes the fruit, he bears the fruit th through you. So as a response to this, how are we gonna respond? I mean, first of all, I believe that God wants to just smash any box thinking, any box living that we may have, any kind of compartmentalizing our lives and dividing ourselves up into different people for different situations. I believe God wants us to just get rid of all of that and just be whole and a complete person. So we're gonna pray into that in a minute. Um, I just felt God gave me a few kind of words for people. So I'm just gonna give you these words and just before we pray and we respond to him. <coughs> And this may be for a particular person or this may be for a number of people. But I, I just felt God say that there's, there's someone or people out there that you feel completely inadequate in being able to share your faith. And I believe God is saying to you, just, he's saying, just start very small. Just start bit by bit. Just offer to pray for someone. When someone may be in the workplace or somewhere or a family member or someone in your life, began to begin to talk about their problem, or maybe even someone on social media. There's lots of people talking about their problems on social media. Um, even someone shares a problem, just say to them, 
maybe I can pray for you. Maybe I can go away from pray for you. If you, if you don't want the pressure of praying for that person on the spot, just say, I, I can go away and pray for you. And then you work from that, pl that place, but it's just a start. It's a, it's a one little step. But you know, for that person that feels inadequate, that's a great place to start. And for someone else, I believe you shared your faith before and it didn't go very well. And you had a negative experience and you lost confidence and you became discouraged. And I believe God is saying to you, just try again, just go at it again. Don't give up. It's not you that they're rejecting, but it's him. Keep going because he's with you. When I went to that park that time, I spoke to four people and actually two, two of them were very open and wanted prayer and accepted what I was saying. One was kind of in the middle. He was open to what I was saying, but he kind of didn't really want to know anymore. And one guy was completely just like, no, that's not for me. I don't want to know, you know, stop talking to me, go away. And, um, <laughs> but you know what, we can easily get discouraged by people like that, but God wants us to keep going. So if I got discouraged by talking to that guy first, maybe I wouldn't have spoken to the other ones and shared my faith with them and prayed for them and stuff like that. We need to just, we need to be a bit resilient in, in how we share our faith and witness to people, but God wants us to continue on and to keep going and not be discouraged. And lastly, there's someone out there I believe that God's saying, you used to share your faith a lot of the time and you were quite good at it. Um, but possibly like me, um, you feel like you need the right occasion to do it. And you're waiting for like a special moment to kind of share what you have. But God is saying, be ready in season and out of season and take every opportunity. Don't wait for a particular moment to do it. Um, do the work of an evangelist. So hopefully those, those words have encouraged you, if they're specifically for you, or they've encouraged everyone anyway. But I believe God is saying, let's, let's take this seriously. Let's be ambassadors and let's get out there. So I'm just going to pray for you. And I want you to pray at home, wherever you are as well, that if any of this is applied to you, maybe you, this is something you don't struggle with at all and you know you're just a whole person and you're out and about and you see yourself as uh, you're Christian and you're spiritual all the time and there's no kind of box thinking going on. That's great, okay, brilliant. So this, this wouldn't apply to you, but if you are like me, where you sometimes kind of divide yourself up into different people at different times, let's pray. Uh, that God just smashes all of these boxes, all of these mindsets, wrong mindsets. And let's pray that God just gets you being you all the time, genuinely you, a whole person and living for Jesus wherever you are. So I want you to pray out there for yourselves and I'm just gonna pray over, pray over you as well. Um, so Father, I just thank you. I thank you for this message of God that you gave to me today. And I thank you, Father, that, um, I believe it, it has landed in some people's hearts today and changed, hopefully changed their minds and their mindsets. Father, just, we just smash every single box, every single restriction, every single barrier, every single wrong mindset, every single deception, anything, Father, that's preventing us from being who you've created us to be 24-7, all the time, wherever we are, whoever we're around. 
Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you made us whole and all of those truths about our identity are true about us 24 seven all the time, Father. And I thank you, Father, that you just blow away anything, any sort of confusion, any sort of double-mindedness, double kind of heartedness, Father, that's going on in us. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are single-mindedly, single-heartedly yours and we belong to you and we're called to reach the world around us. So Father, I thank you that you do this work in everyone who's under the sound of my voice today or watching this message in the future or whenever. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that you set us free from this double-mindedness in Jesus' mighty name. And do you know something that um, my wife Anna just said to me yesterday is that you know for some people you may feel like you could be trapped in sin or in a cycle of sin and you kind of keep your faith in a box because of shame and because of guilt and because you feel like you'll be a hypocrite if you were to share your faith with others. So you keep yourself, you keep that side of you kind of boxed away. And firstly, I wanna just say to you that, you know, God is a forgiving God and he will forgive you if you're, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins when you confess them to him. But secondly, speak to someone about that speak to a leader, a small group leader, a leader in, in church or someone who's maturing God that you can trust. Speak to them about that and they'll walk you through getting out of that kind of sin cycle. But, you know, don't feel trapped. Don't feel like you can't be honest and open. Now, this is for everyone now about who you are. Don't hide, don't hide your faith away. So Father, I just thank you for this message. I pray, Lord God, that this would land in every single person's heart today and that their week this week would be different and their rest of their lives would be different. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing in us and through us and in my life personally and how you're growing us up and maturing us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. So stay connected this week, stay in relationship with other people this week and have a great rest of this week bye thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources from kingdom faith and our other audio and video podcasts please visit www.kingdomfaith.com